Well, hey there. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we're here on this Faithful Tuesday yes. to have a conversation. Let's do it. I feel like we should have t-shirts that just say Faithful Tuesday. Hey. I think that's what we do every week. Let's get it made. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Like and comment if you'd buy a t-shirt. Merch. Or if you, Merch. if you become a subscriber to this podcast financially, we'll just send you one. <laughs> You yeah. talk often about that. Yeah. Let it be said that I I don't care at all if anyone <laughs> <laughs> contributes. I mean, to I this don't podcast. care if you contribute either. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must be his PayPal in the Patreon link. <laughs> <laughs> is it your PayPal? Is that what? No, it is? no. Oh, we actually don't have a Patreon. Goodness. Oh. But okay. you can support through Anchor. Yeah. Um. Anyway. That's funny. But yeah. So here we are. I'm we're just glad you're having this conversation here with us. Yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, so Cody has preached for two weeks. Two weeks. And, and it was so bad that I'm not welcome back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not true. You did a great job. So, and, you know, the title of this message is Take Two. So what was it? Not good the first time? Was it, huh? <laughs> not, it wasn't good the first time? I guess what? that that swings both ways. Yeah. It, the message wasn't good and Jonah's behavior wasn't good. Oh. So we needed the second take. Yeah. yeah. So take two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was really good. I, I felt like your perspective towards this passage was just excellent. And um, I think you brought out some really cool stuff. I mean, last week we were talking about the chaotic waters. Yes. Um, it's my favorite. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this week, what I think was the best, there were two things, two things that stood out. I, if any, it, the distractions that we're experiencing There's right a now, baby alligator in there's here. There's a baby alligator. You want to meet who's, my... D- who's chewing on the lamp cable as we speak. Let's see the alligator. Oh, the baby. Rehab, say hi. Say hi. She's chewing She's on the camera mic. shy. <laughs> She's chewing oh, on gosh. the gosh. This is what I have to deal we with. We already have cheap microphone stands. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm <laughs> we'll just cut I'm that s- out. <laughs> s- no, I'll leave it in there. I'm strangling the poor dog. She has to wear a prong collar because she's so bad. So this is our half. See, she's biting my beard. She's, she's going for the jugular, too. Okay. I, this is our half Belgian Malinois, half Dutch Shepherd. <laughs> Her name is Rahab the Harlot. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, it is, uh, yeah. It's awesome. So she hangs out with us at the office from time to time. We're trying to get her obedience in check, but uh, Rahab needs church, so she's here with she us does, today. Yep. Anyway, I'm putting her mm-hmm. back. You should get her a red leash. Yeah, a red. That's a good idea. Scarlet thread. All right, we will. Anyway. We'll get her a red <laughs> All right, carry on, Rahab. Go terrorize. Yeah, so there, there's two things that stood out to me. Uh, the first thing is the direction that he left, and, you know, you really pulled out a, a neat thing that, you know, is, is really throughout the whole Bible. And, and I think that's, you know, that's the goal. The goal is not to approach passages of Scripture and find out what is super unique and different that stands, you know, apart from all the other Scriptures. like, <laughs> <laughs> But rather what brings it together. What brings it together. Yeah. yeah, which I think is kind of the, you know, the misnomer of how, you know, not to nitpick, but, you know, everybody's looking for this, like, smoking gun truth. But mm-hmm. actually it's just... How does it all fit together? You know, right. So yeah. talk to us about the direction that he left. Um, I think it's, is it in here? Uh, uh, it's in towards the, the end. Yeah. yeah, towards the end. Yeah, um, end of chapter four. But I, I really liked that. Talk to us about that a little bit. 
So basically, if you and if you haven't listened to the message, then uh, the link's going to be in the description. Yeah. Um, Go back but and do that. Basically, at the end of the message or towards the end, we talked about how Jonah left the the Assyrian city, which was Nineveh, and um, he traveled east and he built himself a booth or a sukkah um, mm. in Hebrew, which is uh, the same thing as a Sukkot or the festival of Sukkot, which is um, you know an Old Testament tradition where they build booths and fest. Festival of booths, yeah, basically. There you go. Anyway, so he builds a booth out of sticks, and but he traveled east, and we we talked about how adjust my armrests here so I can get my thinking stance on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we talked about how when he traveled east, that like that direction is significant. Um, there's a reason the writer chose to include the fact that he traveled east from the city. Uh, it would have been very easy for the writer to say, "Oh, he just." He went away from the city and built himself a booth and sat and waited for the city's destruction. Mm. But that's not what was said. And so mm. what's significant about that? What's significant is that the East in Old Testament theology is always, always, always tied to exile. Now, that doesn't mean that every time you see the word East, you should think exile. It just you have to kind of play a little bit like sometimes it's actually geographical and sometimes it's a I would say cosmically uh, or cosmic geography would be a way to to say that. Um, so, but with the cosmic East being a theme here, let's talk about this for a second. So let's start from the beginning. Um, so <laughs> there's an awesome contrast here that I'll loop back in after we talk about these, but, um, I didn't get to bring this up yesterday, so I'll loop that back in. Let's hear um, it. Um, all good. Things. Or I'm sorry, Sunday, not yesterday. Cause this is Tuesday after all. Um, so, <laughs> just, so just let the cat out of the bag yep. there that we're sitting here on a Monday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a faithful Tuesday, though. On a faithful Tuesday. Every day's faithful Tuesday. Yes. Anyway, um, so Adam's exile. So Genesis 3.23, uh, after the fall, uh, the Bible says that he drove the man out, and Adam went east of the garden. Um, fast forward, Cain, Adam's children. Cain murders his brother Abel, and he is uh, he's banished, or he's sent away, and he settles in the land of Nod east of Eden after he's exiled. Uh, Abraham's other children that were not of the promised seed, uh, mm -hmm. Isaac, uh, they are sent away. This is Genesis 25, 6. Uh, Abraham gave gifts while he was still living and sent them away from his son Isaac eastward to the land of the east. So east is mentioned there twice. And then the final uh, nail in the coffin here is when Israel was exiled to Babylon, uh, they were exiled to the east to Babylon because mm -hmm. Babylon is to the east of them. Um, so there's like a, every time, if you're a Jewish reader, every time you hear the word East, especially if you're not far removed from the exile, you think about like, oh, you know, there's a jolt, like, oh my goodness, exile. Like that's, that's what we're experiencing. Um, so there's that theme that the writer of Jonah loops in. And it's actually thought, um, by most scholars that Jonah is a post-exilic book, which would mean that it was written after the exile. And there's a little bit of fun being poked here that the Ninevites repented so easily and the Israelites would not, and they were sent into exile. So there's like a contrast there between a pagan city mm. that repented and then Jerusalem who, you know, was, was destroyed by Babylon and taken into exile. Um, so there's a neat parallel there. But so this thing of the east uh, in chapter one, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but chapter one of Jonah, he leaves the land. And in ancient Near Eastern thought, you know, deities are tied to the land. And so there was probably a part of Jonah that, thought that maybe if he could escape, you know, the promised land, Israel, that he could escape Israel's God, Yahweh. Um, and so he does that, and lo and behold, <laughs> you know, Yahweh, the maker of the seas and the land, is, is still around after Jonah leaves the land. Go so he figure. tries to, <laughs> right, go figure. Mm. 
Um, so he tries to leave the land. That doesn't work. And then after he preaches the message that he was supposed to, um, then he goes east of the city and it's, you know, it's exile again. Um, but it's nobody sending Jonah into exile. Yeah. It's just Jonah pushing himself into exile, Mm. pushing himself away, uh, from God's presence. Yeah. So there's, that's just that, that little detail of the east leads to like a whole, there's like a whole matrix of ideas to be unpacked with that. Um, so I thought that was really interesting that, you know, that, that tie to the East really brings out a whole nother set of emotion. Yeah, it's really good. And and I think that you can see, I'm looking for the other statement that I absolutely loved. And oh, I'll and here's the parallel that I didn't get to loop in uh, yesterday. I'm going to search for that. I found it. Um, so there's, so there's East, right? East is tied to exile, but interestingly enough, in uh, Genesis chapter two, the Bible says that God planted, a uh, the garden East in Eden. So like wherever wherever the place is uh, the, the the place that all of this is taking place in Genesis two, Eden is planted east and there's a tree in the garden and we talked about how in Jonah four there's a you know Jonah travels to the east and there's a, a tree that springs up and it's almost as if it's like a what he has you know the, a shelter uh, a booth you know what he's uh, that word is used elsewhere to describe like a tabernacle a place where God would dwell mm-hmm. and it's almost as if Jonah has built like a like a reversed or an upside down Eden for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought he was yeah. East in Eden, but he was actually East in exile. Yeah. Um, and we talked about that a little bit more. Yeah. And you, you brought up the point that the, you know, the Hebrew word for the tree or the shrub or whatever, the gourd mm-hmm. that, that grew up is yeah. like one let letter away from the Hebrew word for shame. It is. Yeah. You know, which I, th- I thought was so good and interesting in the fact that, Okay, the Lord plants a garden east, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the tree in there? Tree of uh, life, knowledge. Tree of knowledge, yeah. Tree knowledge of life of good and, and the knowledge of good and evil, yeah. You know, and, and how that abode, the Lord's garden, you know, is at some point where we, you know, um, fellowship with the Lord. And, you know, there's so many things that we can pull out from, from Jonah and from this passage where um, he chooses to exile himself and, mm-hmm. and walk away. And that tree that's there that's planted by and, and really given by the Lord. Yep. The Calvies will love this. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right. It was appointed. It was appointed, you know, and, and I think there's some truth to that. And of I, course I, and we yeah. don't, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but yeah. at this point, no offense Calvies. Yeah, no, but at this point it's, it's just a, um, this thing that, you know, you can choose to, to leave fellowship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when you do yeah. that, you know, you're <laughs> number one, you can't escape God. No, I think that that's something that I kind of internalized from this message. Listening to you, it was he exiled himself, and the Lord and was he still, still couldn't there. escape. <laughs> and the Lord shows the Lord, up, and he's like, "Do you do well to be angry?" And right. He's like, "I'm trying to get away from you. Go it, away." Exactly. You and know. the Lord gives him a tree, uh-huh. even in his shame. Yep. You know, and so I, I think that there's there's so much there. You know, where are you? You know, in in this story, and mm-hmm. you know, finding yourself in Jonah, where. Yeah, okay, maybe there's a calling or there's something. We we use excuses. That's what we do. We're really good at True using story. excuses, right? So it's like there's this excuse of I'm running to Tarshish because I I don't want to go to Nineveh. Maybe that's the excuse, whatever. Right, I'm, I'm yeah. going to open waters. Um, but now he's already preached the message. Yep, Repentance has happened, mm-hmm. right? And so it, he really just shows his heart in this that it wasn't about running from his his, you know, uh, it wasn't about running from his mission. You know, he's it, Jonah's got a heart problem. It's true. He's you got a Yahweh I mean? problem. Yeah. And so at that, at that point, it's, 
you know, the discovery of whatever maybe you're creating this excuse for, you know, like, oh my gosh, if it weren't for this or for that, you know, I would be in the center of the Lord's will. Right. I would be in Eden. I would be fellowshipping with it's, my God. It's kind of like those guys like, yeah, you know, I'd be in the NFL had I not thrown my shoulder out exactly. in high school. It's like the same thing. Yeah, it's an Uncle Rico <laughs> moment where, you know, it's really not the case. And so I think it's important for you to be honest with yourself that at some point, even if it's if the Lord's called you to do something and you don't want to do it, you're going to end up exiling yourself. You're going to mm-hmm. end up running yep. um, and being in this in the shade of the shame tree. Yep. Um, and the Lord, let me just tell you, the Lord's still going to be there. Yep. You know, the psalmist said, look, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she sad day for Jonah when he's thinking about taking his life and he's like, nah, he's going to be there, too. He's going to be <laughs> there, too. Yeah. So it, at some point we have to, you know, and I think this was really your point in the message was. Look, take advantage of second chances. Yeah, we're, for sure. We're all going to want to run. We're all going to r- want to have those emotions that we exercise and use um, that, that are just not helpful. And they're not really edifying yes. or building us up at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're adding to our shame. Yeah. And that to me is the significance of that contrast there between Eden and the anti-Eden that Jonah mm-hmm. created is that he actually thought he was in good shape. Yeah. You know, he was loving the tree. He was extremely happy about it. The Lord NASB like renders it. And he's like, yeah, you got yourself a shame tree. And if you didn't catch that part of the message yesterday, there's a uh, a small variety of words, I guess, that could be used for trees, bushes, and whatever in the Hebrew Bible. But the one that is used for Jonah's tree or his gourd or whatever you want to call that, um, I think most scholars think it was a castor oil tree. I don't really care um, because to me that's not the point. Yeah. Um, the point is that the word used for the bush was uh, kikayon. Um, which, you know, they would translate as a vine plant. And then there's the word for shame, which is kikailon. Um, so it sounds very similar. And what I've learned through my study in Jonah is that the, you know, there's very, um, the, the, the writer really likes to use word plays and different literary devices to kind of mm. communicate points. And so to me, it just naturally made sense that this was some form of word play that he was mm. pulling off to, to communicate mm. an idea. And that idea was that, you know, Jonah thought he had it made in the shade, but really he was just sitting under his own shame. Yeah. Um, God said, let me just let me just plant you a little shame tree real quick yeah. um, and, <laughs> and let that illustrate just where you're at as a yep. person. And that was the quote that I loved mm-hmm. from the message. Shame looks like shelter to those who are only concerned with themselves. It really do be what like gr- that. What a, what a great line. Shame looks like shelter to those who are only concerned with themselves. So in his mind, he's got this great thing going on you know and at some point we have to make this applicable and 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 you know turn this to you know our own lives and apply it to the point that what are we finding rest and solace and 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 that relationship piece because we you know we're made to have community for sure we're, we're made to be uh you know at some point image bearers of the lord so it's it's like it, are we uh really you know, sheltering ourselves or putting ourselves in this place, um, you know, that's, that's actually shame, you know, that's Mm -hmm. actually something that isn't pleasing to the Lord. Um, so it was just a really good, um, you know, just an eye opener for me. Shame looks like shelter to those who are concerned with themselves. And, you know, the only way to, to solve this problem is to be concerned with what the Lord is concerned with. It's true. You know, to be concerned with the gospel and other people, you know, and, and, and the mission at hand, but he, didn't want to accept that mission from he the beginning. He did not. And I think it's, you know, optically what Jonah did, like the plant, the shelter, the whole, 
Like optically, it did look like he was, you know, he was comfortable and he was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that he just he wasn't okay. And I think for us, right. it's so easy to put on and make it look like we're we're good and we're doing all right. But really, we're just wrapped up in ourselves and and That's what right. and what we want to look like. Yeah, um, which is really sad. But yeah. yeah. Well, what else I- if you um, maybe left something out? or di- And I know I kind of rushed you there at the end. <laughs> you were like, okay, let's get to the end of chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like had a little 9-11 piece in the beginning of the service, and we had baptism. So, you know, I definitely pushed you there at the end. But uh, what are some things that you didn't get to say that you wanted to say during your message? Or did, um, you, did you get it all out there? <laughs> I think I got it all out there. That's that was, m- that, was um, that, that contrast there with between Eden and Jonah's Eden was, was mm-hmm. what I didn't get a chance to talk about um and really that's you know i would say it's speculative um you know but at the same time like biblical themes like eden and trees and all these things are are very present themes and so i don't feel bad about it but for sure that's not something that i just picked out of a commentary um there are other things that i picked out of a commentary (laughs) yeah so what Um, he's saying is this is his brainchild from this is my brainchild yeah Yeah. (laughs) and if i'm wrong i want you to tell me um, but there are just sometimes, sometimes you read a text and I was telling you the other day, I, f- I feel like I've taken in so much yeah. information that like yeah. triggers things when I read now. And yeah. I was talking with somebody else recently. I'm like, it's really like Bible reading is great, but I think it's really important to listen to and to, and to read different people of different perspectives mm-hmm. because it broadens the way that you look at scripture and it enriches yeah. mm-hmm. uh, your Bible reading experience. I just finished yeah. a 13 hour John MacArthur book. I don't like John MacArthur. <laughs> and I think that's probably why my message was so heavy on repentance on Sunday. Yeah, more, <laughs> more than likely. More than likely. But it's really important. And, yeah. you know, but I just, I don't know. I really. Well, just uh, challenge, you know, challenge yourself. Don't. If, for sure. If shame, really if shame looks like shelter, then, right. you it, know, what do you think good Bible study looks like? Exactly. What do you think good relationships look like? You know, at some point, you know, if we only surround ourselves with people who are just like us. And who believe and act and move just like we do. Then we'll um, just suffer in an echo chamber. That's right. We'll really. stay the same. Yeah. You know, and that's not what the Lord has not called us to stay the same. He's called us to reach people. Well, that that implies. <laughs> yeah. That implies moving into uncharted territories. Mm-hmm. That implies learning new things. Well, I just don't. That's not me. I'm not, I'm not. Well, yeah, that's what the right. Lord wants us to do. You know, so it, it's just uh, life is not made for us to run and exile ourselves from things mm-hmm. that are hard or difficult. It's made for us to walk into those turbulent waters and, you know, not be in the turbulent waters because we decided to to be thrown off the boat. Right. You know, but to be in those with the Lord and let him calm the storm in our heart. Yes. Let him lead us to that place where we're actually thriving in in the ministry of the gospel that he has for us for that day or for that Mm -hmm. moment or at this point in time you know um so anyway it was just it was a really good really good message i was digging it uh i was helped by it and thanks for thanks for stepping in of course where are you going to next (laughs) disneyland going to or disney world whatever they say when they win the super bowl well i think um yeah, we're we're back in First, first Corinthians, Corinthians, so we'll be in fifteen. First Corinthians fifteen. Yeah, First Corinthians week. chapter fifteen. Uh, I think it's uh, the resurrection. I think we're talking about the resurrection. That's gonna be good. Um, yeah, it's always a good topic to cover. Yeah, man. I mean, should have saved it for Easter. For it. I know, right? <laughs> we'll come back right now. I'm gonna pre-write my Easter message. Yep. For right now, and That's I'll read. Nobody it. will remember. No one will know. Yep. No one will know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm I'm pumped to get back in the pulpit and. My wife was like, she's watching online this week, and 
um, I think she'll probably be back uh, in, in service in person next week, uh, which next week we, m- we go back to our two um, service times mm. on Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, we're all like, for all of you who have been wondering, <laughs> we're like, yeah, going we're back so to excited. Two we get to do everything <laughs> twice. We get to double our workload yeah. just for you. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been a nice break though. <laughs> yeah. It really has. It has been. Um, but anyway, she was watching online and she's like, "Man, you wouldn't shut up during the announcements, the nine eleven things." She's like, I can tell you've been out of the pulpit for like one week. Come <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, get out of there. Let him breach. Anyway. Well, Ken, uh, Kenny texted me yesterday and he was like. Oh, because they were upstairs, which normally they're downstairs. And yeah. he was like, wow, no wonder he always takes forever. There was like a bajillion announcements. That, and no, I was that, like, that no, ha- that's not why. That hasn't <laughs> been typical, though. That no, hasn't been typical. No, it hasn't been. We've just got a lot going on yeah. the next month or so. Yeah, and all good things. I, I'm very I'm excited. Good yeah. it's I, Man, five-year anniversary coming up. and Truck or tree. October's going to be a crazy month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Well, if, if, you, um, if you don't have a church that you are plugged into – um man we would love to invite you i mean yeah we'd love on. to invite you um it's good stuff and maybe you haven't come in a long time but you creep our stream every week you should come creep by our stream um, and if you don't live local you, you should watch our stream it'll be really good hey yeah <laughs> I, think, I think so well great message good conversation and um i look forward to the next time that you're up absolutely yeah thank you for the opportunity and oh, thank man. you all for listening and not falling asleep yeah um you know so that was good good really stuff good. yeah well thanks for joining us thanks for tuning in uh if you can like subscribe and um maybe share this to your uh your facebook wall share it to all your friends every all single one yeah god yep. bless you have a great god week. bless do bless. Yeah. <laughs>